Hey there friends, it's Nick. I'm going to talk about A Plague's Tale Requiem, which is a 2022 PS5 game. That's the sequel to the Plague's Tale Innocence game that came out in 2019. And that was a game I really loved. It was a, in a way it was a lovely surprise uh, by a smaller studio, um, in some ways quite a simple kind of game, set in, we're talking about games that are set in 13th century France during the plague, which is really evocative. And one of the things that Plague Tale Innocence did, which is the first game, was it walked that very clever line that video games, great video games managed to walk of making you feel like you are clever and powerful and whatever, when actually not requiring you necessarily to do too much. I mean, Plague's Tale Innocence was a game where you felt constantly on the verge of being killed, but actually in a lot of ways wasn't that hard. And it was... It was built around this lovely relationship between a sister and a younger brother. And the younger brother is ill. He's been, he's a carrier of something called the macula, which gives him um, certain kind of supernatural powers, I suppose you'd say. And it makes him of interest to the Inquisition, which is <laughs> hunting him down, led by a kind of a, a sort of a, not a papal figure exactly, but 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 someone who's who's taken the power of the Inquisition and turned it to darkness, let's say, in France. And it was a really good game. I mean, really atmospheric, really enjoyed it. And I've been playing the second one, the sequel, for the last two or three weeks. And while it... You can say that everything is better in in so many ways. You know, the the graphics are better, you know, the the... The studio, buoyed by the success of the first game, has just has just been able to do more. They've been able to show more, and and obviously the the first game was a PS4 game. This is a PS5 game, and the power of the console means that whereas before you might be talking about hundreds or thousands of rats, now they're able to do hundreds of thousands of rats, and. Um, yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to express it unless you've you, you've played it or unless you've seen a trailer or something. But it's pretty extraordinary what they can do. But but there is a frustration, and it and one of the things is that it's actually so hard. So there's a lot of LBD in this game, which is my term for learning by dying. So let's connect a few things up. I mean, one of the things that's True in role-playing games, let's take Dungeons and Dragons, is that you have this concept of hit points. You have this concept of a certain amount of of uh, health points, I suppose you'd say. And essentially, until they go to zero, you are, you know, you can do anything. You don't get kind of progressively worse. At the point where you're at zero, you fall unconscious and then you have, you know, potentially you die and all that kind of stuff. But But whether you've got 50 hit points or one you are able to do the job that you're doing. You're able to pursue the monster or fight or whatever, as if you had 50. That's, of course, astonishingly unrealistic, but it's the basis of, of course, a lot of, you know, how many movies do you go to where, you know, the guy <laughs> the guy takes a flesh wound? Now, I did quite a lot of research when I was writing my thrillers, and actually 
the concept of a flesh wound is is pretty flawed. You know, the idea that you can take a bullet and shrug it off. You know, maybe maybe it's possible if you've got a lot of adrenaline going through your system, but you know, essentially the chances of a bullet, for example, going straight through you and not hitting anything important, you know, that's essentially zero. You know, when that happens, people go into shock and they, you know, they very often, you know, if they're not treated, they die. But in a game, this idea of of being able to take damage and continue on is really important. And one of the things that I think a Plague's Tale Requiem, which is the second game, didn't do so well. It's, you know, there was a lot of situations where you were either alive and then, oh, I made a mistake, I've gone too soon, now I'm automatically dead. And, you know, so there's a lot of learning by dying, with sections where you just kind of go through, you try one thing, it doesn't work, you die, you have to restart the game or the section, and then you die again and you keep dying until you get it right. And that's, I think that's a challenge. By contrast, the next game I'm playing is a remake of Grand Theft Auto V, GTA V, which is a 10-year-old game now. But they've remade it, they've just remade it and re-released it for the PlayStation 5. So I'm replaying that game. And that's a game where, <laughs> you know, you can, you can do somersaults in cars and crash off cliffs and get out the other side and carry on. So there's obviously a balance to be struck. But it sort of made me think, you know, I was thinking about how how important a guarantee is in an offer, how important it is when we're making an offer to a client, or a potential client at least, or a potential purchaser, that they will, if they if they make a mistake, they'll be able to bring it back. You know, and that's that's what all of the guarantee stuff and the risk reduction stuff does in we you know when we're writing our marketing copy is making people feel comfortable that, that if they go the wrong way, to, to carry on that game analogy, they're not going to die. They're going to be able to come back and, you know, recover. They've got hit points, in other words. It's not learning by dying. Anyway, that's, <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about today. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do online, search for story.business. Bye now.